Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update. Mike Blewett, Joe Galena, George Kurtz, taking around the world of the NFL preseason for probably the last time on a Saturday. We, uh, scheduling is going to switch up as of next week, but you got the three of us here on Saturday morning. So happy to take you through the couple of games from last night, maybe even a couple from Thursday. We have some ongoing drafts that we're talking about right now. Baseball action, obviously, in force last night. And uh, to kick it off, I'd like to welcome in Joe Galena. Joe, how are you? Doing great. Uh, this weekend, next weekend, two huge fantasy football draft weekends. No so doubt. looking forward to it. I'm in the middle of a, a slow draft right now. Have two next weekend. Can't wait. Uh, George, same for me. I'm in the middle of a guillotine draft right now. Right now. We've talked about that quite a bit, but me and my our uh, friend Tony Sincata, uh decided to join a guillotine league together. We're not on the same team, but we're competing in it. And uh, I'm going through that slow draft right now. Just took Mike Thomas in the first round. There's 17 teams, and I'm picking late. So uh, that's a good time. How about yourself? Any drafts going on? I know you had your home draft a couple of nights ago. Yeah, actually, I had my home draft on Thursday night, which was a, uh, an interesting draft. As uh, you live on Long Island, you know, we had major thunderstorms that night. We and did. Three of, <laughs> three of my members lost power during the draft. Oh, and, uh, To make matters even more fun, I, I get a call from Yang about 8 o'clock. Draft started at 7. I get a call from oh, Yang sorry. about uh, about 8 to uh, that someone called in, couldn't do in-game live. And if I could come on, I'm like, I can't come on at 8. Let me do 9. All right, at least like the draft that we had the... Uh, you know, the last third of it. So uh, three of my members lost power. I'm doing a, the last hour of in-game live with you and Gabe, trying to yep. draft. And uh, a friend of mine couldn't make the draft at all. I had to. I had a list, so I had to follow his list too. It was an interesting night, but it uh, it got done. Really, uh, none none for the worse. It sounds much worse than it actually was. And I have another home league draft tonight at uh, 7:30. So I'm looking forward to that. Good. So we'll get into our drafts a little bit later. Uh, I'm just getting started with mine, so there's not too much to talk about right now. I, although I already feel like I, I didn't pick the guy I wanted to pick just because I, I don't know, I was getting ready for the show and I had to pick. And I don't know. I'm fine with Mike Thomas in the first round. Don't get me oh. wrong, but maybe I should have gone a different direction. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. 17, What's up? No, I was going to say, in the 17 team, that's not bad. <laughs> that's yeah, not bad. I got him in the I got him 12th pick. Uh, yeah. I got him, but I won't pick again until 23. So you start to. You know, they start to slip away from you pretty quickly. It's only 12 rounds, and it's a best ball, uh, sort of a best ball setup, I believe. No, 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 it's not. Because, yeah, it, well, it it scores Roto each week, and then a team gets eliminated each week, and those players go into the pool and, and all that wow. kind of stuff. So, that's cool. yeah, th- that's how the guillotine team works. A team gets cut every week, and those players go back into the player pool. So you have to manage fab and, and all that kind of stuff in a significant way. So 
George, the thing that came out of the dra- out of the games last night, first of all, the Browns Bucks game was a mess. Both offenses were terrible. The Bucks were really, really bad, and we can get into that in a moment. But really, the big story for me last night is just watching Lions Bills and watch Frank Ragnow and Jared Davis go down in the first half. Both injuries looked pretty significant. Davis was basically in tears, and Ragnow couldn't put any weight on his leg. And it's the story that we keep talking about over and over again. Like, you have to play the offensive lineman to protect the quarterback, but then this happens. And you're trying to get your signal caller in there to just make sure your defense is on the same page, and this happens. I guess there's really no way to avoid it until we eliminate preseason, which I still don't think will happen anytime soon. But those are two potentially massive losses for this Lions team. When we talk about preseason as far as elimination, I mean, all four games, no, that's probably not going to happen. But I think they'll go down to two maybe as soon as next year. Certainly by the time a new CBA comes, uh, they're going to eliminate some games here. Uh, No one wants to play these games. (laughs) The coaches don't want to play them. The players don't want them. No one wants to play them. The fans don't want to see them. Uh, But they will have to be some kind of give back towards the owners as far as cash. You know, and that could come in maybe an extra round of playoffs. Maybe it's going to be they finally make it an 18-game season. Uh, But something's going to happen. Along those lines, uh, like I said, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if it's next season, but it'll certainly be a, by the time the new CBA starts, whatever that is. If it's before next year, it's before the t- uh, 2021 season, I think you'll see uh, you're going to get rid of preseason. Because no one wants to see this. I mean, as, as fantasy fans, you you're just starting your drafts now. I've already done, I don't know, eight leagues. I just, please get up. All right, anyone, get up. No, I got <laughs> you on three teams. Please get up. That's all <laughs> I care about. Cowboy fan, don't, any, I don't care if the Cowboys beat Texans tonight. Couldn't give a crap. But just don't, you know, you don't want to see any of your major guys get hurt. Then again, the major right. guys are not playing anyway. So right. uh, it's, it's all we care about in preseason. I mean, does anybody truly care if their team wins? No. No, and like you said, the major skill players are down. But unfortunately, because the quarterbacks, because almost every team puts the quarterbacks out there, the starting quarterbacks out there, for a bunch of series, you obviously are not going to put the backup offensive linemen in there and the guys that are potentially going to be cut so the starting offensive linemen are out there as long as they're healthy and then this happens so now the Lions lose their starting center and they're starting middle linebacker and even though we don't talk about those guys uh, in fantasy circles we do talk about them in context of the NFL and a Lions team that's probably going to go more run heavy Joe this year than they even were last year they did yeah. uh, it seems like Patricia is really he is hell-bent on keeping the team from turning the ball over, playing better defense, which they acquired a couple of pieces, including Trey Flowers this offseason, and making sure that they're playing sound football. I don't necessarily agree with it because I think he's he's slowing down the tempo way too much, but these types of pieces are going to blow up his plan before it even gets started in 2019. Mm, absolutely, and, uh, you know, Looking forward to seeing what uh, Kerry Johnson, Kerry on Johnson, could do this this season yeah. because of what you just said. You know, the Lions moved to to wanting to run the ball more. But I'm going to take uh, issue with what uh, George says. He doesn't care what his team does. That's because he he's jealous because the Giants started off three and zero this season. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, it, it is a different take though, right? Uh, on the preseason, usually like week three was the dress rehearsal where basically all the starters would play you know most of the first half if uh, sometimes into the third uh, um, quarter that that's just not happening anymore and uh, obviously uh, injuries like this show you why you know that some teams have moved away from it but you know like you said for for true fantasy purposes you know when your offensive line players go down it, it, 
you think that it doesn't affect you, but it, but it truly does. Yeah, I, I think we do see, George, each year, certainly running back success is tied often to how successful the offensive lines can be. I think some of your elite backs, somebody like Saquon Barkley, can still survive and thrive when the offensive line isn't playing particularly well, although they did get better as the season went on last year. But for some of those other teams, like we've seen in the past, the Houston Texans, how often have we talked about Lamar Miller and can he make an impact? And then the offensive line just didn't really give him a chance. Last year, David Johnson, uh, he ended up being the number nine running back. But I think based on expectations from previous years, we expected David Johnson to perform even better on a week-to-week basis. Um, He wasn't able to function as efficiently as you would like him to. So these offensive lines are a really big part of the manner in which we I evaluate players and look at them, and clearly one is tied to the other, as is play calling, but offensive lines can't be dismissed when we're talking about how impactful the running backs can be. Oh, agreed. I mean, listen, there are some running backs who can, it doesn't matter. Barry Sanders, it didn't matter, right? Uh, he, he, the big knock on Barry Sanders was always that uh, he actually tried to make something out of nothing. Rather than take that one-yard loss or take a three-yard gain, he was always trying to make the big play. And sometimes he'd get a three-, four-yard loss because of it. But a lot of that was also because there were guys in the backfield all the time for Barry. Didn't have a lot of run. Didn't have a lot of room to run there. The Cowboys got better when Jerry Jones stopped going for the flashy picks in the first round, started building up that offensive line. And started building from there. You need an offensive line. It might be the most important, outside of quarterback, the most important position group in football. Mm. You know, it opens up raw, raw lanes for the running game. It protects the quarterback. <clears throat> and <clears throat> today's uh, NFL, where you're, you know, you're, you know, everything's geared towards the passing game. You need to give that quarterback that extra second to throw the ball. So I'm, I'm big for the offensive line. I absolutely believe it's important. If you don't have one, you're going to struggle to be consistent. Yeah, you might, you might do some things from time to time, but you're going to struggle to be consistent game in, game out, series in, series out. And with the Rams, right, they turned the corner. Once they fortified that offensive line, not only you know that, that it helped when Sean McVay took over as head coach, but uh, once the Rams improved that offensive line, not only did it help Todd Gurley, it helped uh, Jared Goff as well. There's no doubt about it. I, I, I would say that the primary reason is that McVay came in and started calling plays that would allow yeah. running backs to be in more space. They run 11 personnel, which is three wides, uh, over 90% of the time maybe even higher, like maybe over 95% of the time. But then bringing in Andrew Whitworth and ultimately yeah. John Sullivan helped a lot last year. Whitworth is back. Sullivan's moved on. They also lost Roger Saffold. By the way, that is not a loss that I take lightly. They lost Roger Saffold this offseason in free agency. I believe he landed in Tennessee. But uh, their offensive line will not be as good as it was last year. However, I do think the play calling still puts Gurley and whomever is back there running uh, in a good position. So... Uh, another story. Uh, I don't think it was ever going to be a controversy, and Daniel Jones has played really well, uh, Joe, throughout the preseason. Sure, yeah. Granted, against defenses that aren't giving him many looks, but he's been accurate, and people are starting to say, well, when do you think this guy's going to change? going to get a chance uh, george and i certainly and you have as well have talked about a lot as when we think it might happen with jones george is very consistently point to, pointed to that week seven game against arizona if only because the first six weeks of the giants schedule is pretty tough uh pat Shermer has finally gotten to a point where he's getting irritated with the questions i think he's been irritated from <laughs> question one but he is finally irritated and he's basically saying that Eli's a starter. We're getting Daniel ready. And I'm just curious for you, 
as somebody at Rich for the Giants, what you think, um, what you think of this now? Do, do you think it's ridiculous that Eli's in there at all? Because what's the point? Or are you of the mindset that Daniel Jones, you should be looking for a specific time during the season to see Daniel Jones based on how good or bad the Giants play? Mm. So, I mean, I was looking a little bit at the at the Dolphins before the show, and the Dolphins, I think, are a tad worse than the Giants. So, with the Dolphins, I think Rosen should start from week one. Forget about Fitzpatrick. Why? But when it comes to the Giants, they gave Eli a lot of money to come back for this for this season. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've, I've said it in the past, you know, Giant ownership feels a, a sense of loyalty. They, they, they love uh Eli and, and, you know, a week or two ago, Mara, John Mara, a primary owner, had said, you know, he hopes that we don't see Jones at all during the regular season because that'll mean the Giants will be doing better. That's that's really what he was saying. So uh, that being said, I love what I'm seeing from Daniel Jones, and I've said it in the past. What a shame it is the way that Jones was brought onto the team, you know, with all the controversy, whether he should have been pick six or pick, pick 17. I think he's going to be a very good NFL quarterback, but I think you're going to see Eli in there uh, until the Giants kind of are eliminated from uh, competing for the playoffs. And I think it's going to be a lot later than you guys. Like I said, I point to, to that week, uh, I think it's week 14, right? Because the, the last three games, they have the Dolphins, and then I think they uh, finish yeah. off against the Dolphins, Redskins. Washington, and then right. Philly. And who knows right. if Philly will have anything right, to play for. Exactly, because right after their bye, I, they have a, a game against the, uh, the, Bears, the Bears. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you want to introduce Jones uh, to NFL football <laughs> at Soldier Field. So yeah, uh, but I love what I'm seeing. No doubt. I mean, and showing poise, throws a great ball, uh, learning from his mistakes. So uh, I think they have a bright future with him. George, I, I've been one of the people saying that I, I think the it's all Eli's fault crowd is completely overplaying it. I think there's been a lot of problems with this team. They're in the process of trying to fix it. I don't know. I have confidence that they are going to fix it, and I think this defense can actually be pretty bad this year. They have enough skill position players on offense that it should be functional between Barkley when Tate comes back, Shepard, Ingram, although obviously we don't have a couple of these guys suited up right now. The offensive line has improved. I don't know if I would call it fixed, but improved. What if I'll give you a what-if scenario. These first two games out of the gate, 0-2, and and the offense just isn't working, and Eli isn't playing well. Can you just make the move then? Uh, I mean, I don't think they – I think uh, a lot of what Joe says is true. Uh, One thing I don't – that's really – fans make the mistake, and even uh, people that ownership makes – it's more ownership than anybody else. You give a guy a big contract, he has to play. Once you give the guy the contract, that's a sunk cost. It no longer matters. I agree with you. But every sport may, I mean, I, go back, go to baseball. The Rockies kept Wade Davis at the closer role forever because yes. he was the high contract guy. Cost him game at the game at the game. Edwin Diaz with the Mets. Game at the game at the game. It's a sunk cost. It no longer matters. All right. I, I, so I, I never understand that thinking. It doesn't matter anymore. But especially it doesn't matter with Eli. He's already right. paid. He's, it's, Many times problem, over. They want to pay a different. I, I sort of get this. The Yankees did it with Jeter, too. They let him bat second that last year, yeah, but he did. wasn't a second-place batter anymore. So I get that. Uh, do I think Eli uh, is – is it all Eli's fault? No. The team's been bad for a while. That's why they keep going through head coaches. They're, they're a bad team this year. They're not terrible. They're not the Dolphins. 
They're not. I think the Cardinals are going to be very bad. Uh, the Bengals are very bad. They're not that bad. I think they can win six, seven games. But my whole thing is, if I'm the Giants, you want to get the headaches for the rookie quarterback out this year. You play the last three games of the season, you're pretty much giving up next year, too. Good luck. You know, so I, I want to get all the headaches out as soon as possible. I, I think Joe's right. I think it probably will be later in the year, but it should be week seven. It's perfect. You're at home against Arizona after a Thursday night game. you got 10 days to get him ready. It's the perfect timing. That bye week, which Joe brought up at Chicago, you don't want to go anywhere near that. If it's 0-3, 0-4, though, <clears throat> I'm making that move. We're going to come back, Joe, Mike, and George, on Weekend Fantasy Update. Keep it locked on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. Eli Manning will be the starting quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys in a couple of weeks, but Daniel Jones should be the one that's starting. Say what you will with the Giants. They're freaking loyal. They can't break up with this guy. I know it's rough. Either way, it's going to be painful, and it's like we're screwing Eli over here after everything he did for us, but it's pretty damn clear. Daniel Jones is better than Eli Manning right now. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow, the number 100. The Morning Line. If you are a Carolina Panthers fan, if you're Ron Rivera, if you're, you gotta go, what in the world are we supposed to do now? If Cam Newton, just put him in bubble wrap, leave him on the sidelines. Carolina wants us to believe that it's not going to be an issue. He'll be ready for the first week in September, but this guy's just a walking surgical nightmare. Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
Welcome back. Happy Saturday. Happy draft weekend. I think it's draft weekend. You know, they have like the official draft weekend. I think this I think is that, it. That's this weekend, yeah. Yeah, I believe this is it. Uh, people don't. I mean, I, I do mine. I got a couple on September 1st, next Sunday. It's Labor Day weekend. Midst. I'm surprised people have so many drafts next week. I mean, my wife would strangle me. I got a party. Well, uh, uh, show I, next Sunday. That, uh, I, I, yeah, what, I, I, you, know, I can't go to the party. I, I got a draft. Forget about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. But I think what a lot of people have tried to do is incorporate it into some sort of party. Um, That's which even is worse. What, oh, honey, we'll have a party uh, at the house, but I'm going to draft. And <laughs> right. Three hours. Yeah. I agree. Like I, I, am I'm, I'm getting a lot of grief for it, but I'm going to be out of the house. I, I have like two live drafts. I'm going to actually do one online and then head to the other one which is at night on september 1st i think a lot of people with little kids as my wife has expressed to me <laughs> strongly recently does not do not Talk about a politically correct term do not <laughs> does not want to be away on labor day weekend that is my wife's new thing she wants to be settled in bedtime schedules getting everybody back on the sort of school schedule because school starts on Tuesday and uh, having the summer just blows up the whole bedtime schedule thing as as for my kids are little they're six and four so they stay up a little bit later Uh, it's not egregious but they stay up later so I gotta 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 get this thing is it? Is it? Oh, I've had I've had a friend of mine try to call DCS on me, man. My kids are <laughs> I am sometimes. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even so, care. I, I've given up trying. Just, 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 just don't go outside. Just, you know, alarms on. Don't, don't open the door. Don't right. go to bed. So, <laughs> I, I'm. We're just. We're bringing it back in. We're going to be away for a few days, then, and then bringing it back in uh, by Thursday. She just wants to have a normal schedule. Maybe we'll have a barbecue on Saturday or something like that. But I say all this to express that I think maybe that's why some people do it on Labor Day because they're not traveling anymore. I get the barbecues and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm you're pushing it. Stuff. For people who are married, you're pushing it. I mean, yeah. listen, I, I'm a sports guy. You know, yeah. I am. Everything I do is sports-related. My, my wife's very understanding, but if I try Likewise. to tell her that, uh, you know, hey, we, I can't go to a barbecue with you or we, or we can't go to a barbecue or we're going to have a party here, but we're all going to be 12 guys drafting, forget about it. You yeah. know, and, and that wouldn't be fair to her. That's one time where I would have to agree with her, and I wouldn't go to a draft. Or I wouldn't right. do, a, do that league. You know, uh, some things are easy. Whenever I send out the thing, everybody cancels Labor Day weekend because everybody's got plans. We're all older, we're all married. You're younger. Yeah. You have a younger league. Sure, that can work great. You know, it's a barbecue, it's a party. It's, it'd be a lot of fun. But for the, I think for the, uh, the married kids crowd, you know, as you pointed out, uh, school starts the next uh, the Tuesday. Yeah, I think that that's a rough pull. I think you, you know you're causing problems you don't need to cause. In general, my, my ideal draft is a weeknight in late August. That That's the ideal for me. I can knock it out in 90 minutes to two hours and get it done. I, and I'm fine nice with any Wednesday slow draft. Wednesday before the league starts, man. Give me a day before. Mm. Is that what I you agree. do? I'd like to. It never yeah. works out. It's hard because, once again, it's uh, the you first day of school, it. second day of school. first couple of days of school. I have teachers, and they don't get out on time because it's the first yeah. week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to. I mean, every now and then we've done it. But uh, generally, no, like you said, it's somewhere in late August. I, said, I just had my, my home league year. This is year 31. Uh, was Thursday. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been going on. It's not all the same owners. About, about half. 
give keepers. Take, I have the same owners. Yes, it's a uh, uh, small keeper league. We have the rule of threes. You got to keep three uh, three players for three years, drafted after round three. Uh, that's what I have. That's exactly what I have in one of my leagues. We, yeah, you uh, nobody can be kept that's been drafted in the first three rounds. Yes, and there's a, a three round increase from year over year for the player that. where you drafted. And you can keep them. We just changed it. There used to be a, the rule was keep a player for three years, and now it's three years ownership total, so you can keep him twice. Yeah, that's just what we have. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you can draft him for one year, you can keep him two more years. That's right. You have a three years total. We just rolled it back this year, so starting next year, that that's in play. It would have impacted a player or two that I ended up keeping, but uh, I, I thought it was for the better for the betterment of the league. I, I thought that was the the better way to go. I, I think keeping people for four years starts to get a little difficult. The it guy, a good look, rule. It also yeah. means that uh, all the uh, good players, great players, they're, they're going to get back out there. That's right. You know, like that, that's what a, uh, I, it wasn't my rule. Uh, one of the guys in the league when we first started keepers, I don't know, 20 years ago, he brought it up. He goes, let's not make the first couple of rounds, go, you know, keepers. This way the, the great players are always back out there. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody voted. Well, we had a vote. People voted for it, which is what most leagues should do. I am not a dictator or, you know, a dictator. I put it up for votes, and uh, majority wins. And uh, that's the way it works here. So, like I said, year 31, fun league. The home league I'm in tonight is not my league. It's another league. Uh, we're a couple of the same members. It's actually it's like the Greek league. A whole bunch of Greeks. I uh, I joined a few years ago, I guess, when one Greek got kicked out. They get angry. <laughs> they, they, they get angry. There'll be some uh, there won't be fights. There'll be crowd. arguments at this draft. Yeah, it's Are a, they related? Uh, yes. It's all, they're all, all, oh, all it's related. Like family fight. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you know, my brother's in it as well. Another good friend of ours is in it. We're not. Do they make any Greek food? No, it's actually. Oh, uh, they do own diners, by the way. I was uh, just gonna say. Yeah, so that, 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 that stereotype is true. Uh, one of the guys does own a diner. Another guy, uh, I think three of them are in the diner business. Uh, the commissioner, I think he used to work at one back in the day, but now he's a, a drug dealer now. Pharmaceuticals. Ah. Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> I can just game. imagine there's like this big dish in the middle. It's a live draft. You're all there, right? Big dish with uh, whatever uh, drugs Spanakopita, you need. a little, yeah, a little. <laughs> it's coming handy, though, because my well, he's got cats, and my one guy's always lurch, always complains. He just goes into his trunk and pulls out, you know, samples. Oh, I'll take this. You'll be fine. Make sure he doesn't slip a little bit of something in your uh, Diet Coke there. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't drinking no diet coke. Don't worry about it. That's right. He's, he goes full sugar, Joe. So, so full sugar and caffeine, baby. I'll be hyped up tonight at six thirty. So the reason we made this change, Joe, it was it wasn't any particular player, but the the owner, the one owner that pushed back on it pretty hard. It was it went up for a vote, so the vote happened, and he wasn't really happy with it, and he thought that it was unfairly impacting him because the rule. The rule is going to roll back to the point where he can't keep Alvin Kamara another year. Now, two years ago, he drafted Alvin Kamara in the 12th round. So he had Kamara in the 12th. Then last year, he had him in the 9th. This year, he has him in the 6th. Next year, he would have had him in the 3rd. Obviously, you're going to continue to keep Kamara as long as you can. But he won't be able to keep Kamara next year because we rolled it back. So this is the second year he's keeping him, and that's done. Um, Ultimately, he wasn't happy with it. I think that – I know. I get it. But it, it it could impact me as well. By the way, six players uh, in this league. I kept Zach Ertz in the third, um, Tariq Cohen in the sixth, Philip Lindsay in the seventh, Darius Geis in the eighth, Calvin Ridley in the ninth. Now, in a hypothetical scenario, 
and I understand that this is unlikely to happen. Uh, I drafted Darius Geis in the 11th, kept him on IR the whole year last year, just sort of a strategic move. If he performs well this year, uh, I'm keeping him in the eighth round. Uh, And if if he performs well this year, I'll keep him in the fifth round. And if he's great, I could have kept him in the second round. That's somebody that it's possible. It's possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible. So I think I voted with a clear conscience in that it could impact me too. You know, Calvin Ridley is from twelve is in the same thing as Kamara, twelve to nine to six. If Calvin Ridley ends up being a superstar, I could have kept him in the third round two years from now. So I know what the rule was impacted was how it was going to impact me and other teams. Now, I wasn't voting this league so I could get Kamara back into the pool. I just thought it was for the betterment of the league. To your point, George, it, it recycles the good players. I understand he has a point, but uh, if you wait for it to not impact anybody at all, then you might be waiting years for stuff like that to pass. In a keeper league, when you change your rules, you probably have to grandfather some things. You probably don't have a choice there because it has to be fair to everybody. It's, it's not fair to him. Uh, it's you, know, you say it affects you. It affects him much more. He's got a superstar. You have guys who maybe could be stars. Yeah. It's a little yep. different. Now, listen, I vote with my conscience, too, so I might have done the same thing as you and voted for it because it's been for the, for the better of the league. But I would see his point, and... Uh, yeah, we've had discussions like this, and I know we, uh, when rule changes, the only time I step in as a commissioner is when this sort of thing happens. I'm like, I'm not going to hurt anybody. You know, it's not, it's not fair to him. Uh, we grandfather anyway. The league would, uh, the rule wouldn't start there for two years from now. You know, people could build up for it for then. Because I, I wouldn't want to yeah. penalize anybody, and he, he is getting penalized. So in that case, I would have had to uh, either grandfather him in with the rule. You know, maybe, maybe you can make even a rule where, okay, one player you can grandfather in. Until, you know, but in two years, it starts full. Something like that to make it fair for everybody because he does have a point that I might, I might be a little angry if I was him as well. I don't care about fringe players who might be stars, but he has a star. <laughs> he has a number three overall pick, and uh, yeah. he could have got them again. Yeah, I'd be a little angry if I was <coughs> him as well. Yeah, I'm looking throughout the, all the guys that were kept. Um, there's somebody that has Chris Godwin really late that a couple of years from now might have been able to keep him. Um the guy that got James Conner um, has him in the 10th round this year. Uh, that's still fine. He'll keep him in the 10th. Uh, he could have kept him in the 10th, 7th. Yeah, so two years from now, he could have kept him in the 4th round if things progress as they are. Then Conner's certainly a lot higher than a 4th round pick. So, yeah, a bunch of people got impacted. Certainly, Kamara is the most glaring uh, situation there, but I, I think I'm okay with it. I, I think you have an absolutely fair point. Start the rule two years from now so everybody can get these players and, and plan accordingly. Um, and the commissioner was open to it, but just nobody really jumped on the issue, and, and I think it is what it is. So, so all right, I got a draft going. I'll do mine first, and then we'll go over to what Joe's got going on. So I have this guillotine league. And George, you and I have talked recently about these vampire leagues and guillotine leagues. Did you end yeah, up fine. joining any of them? No, no, I, nobody wanted to play. I couldn't get enough guys, and no one invited me to one. Uh, but they're yeah. just fun. I mean, you know, for guys, you, guys like us, I, you know, we play in so many different leagues, uh, so many leagues. So playing a different kind of league, you know, a, guill- a guillotine league, which sounds like so much fun, a vampire league, it, it's just it's something different. So I'd love to try. I'd, I'd love to be the, be the vampire in a vampire league just to have some fun and see what, 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 what happens there. So, uh, but no, every league I'm playing in, you know, there are some different rules, but nothing, uh, nothing like that, no. Yeah. So Guillotine's got 17 teams. You play Roto style each week. 
and the lowest score is eliminated. And you wait until you get down to the final four teams, and then there's, uh, I think, a head-to-head playoff. I think that's the way it goes. Um, so it's a standard PPR league. You're only It's only 12 rounds because it's 17 teams, so the player pool will, won't be quite as deep as you might suspect with 17 teams. But um, I think you have to, you know, you might have to play a little bit fast and loose. I, I didn't want to go with one of these running backs at 12 that were left there. It's the Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon, Nick Chubb scenario. Um, so I went with Mike Thomas. I could have gone Julio or Juju Smith. I went with Mike Thomas on this one. We'll see what comes back to me. Uh, but that's the deal. Uh, I'm just getting started there. I, I, I'll have a couple of more drafts next weekend. We all are in the Scott Fishbowl already. Uh, George Auer IDP League. The waivers opened up, and I, I knew it was coming, and I just didn't mark my calendar. So I missed the first run at the waivers, but still made a whole bunch of moves in the IDP league. So for those of you in your keeper leagues, there I'll say this is probably more of an expert league problem than anything else. But in that league, there's no hand-holding at all. You have to know when the waivers open up. And if you don't know, that's it. We learned this a long time ago in this league that nobody was going to tell us about it. The commissioner wasn't going to send out an email and be like, hey, guys, remember to get your bids in. It's highly competitive, so if you don't have your calendar marked, so be it. And Darren Waller, to give you an idea, went for $385 of somebody's fab bid. So somebody's really betting on Darren Waller to be a force in that league. But, Joe, I don't know if you're in any leagues like that where just sort of no hand-holding, no BS, just – you're managing this team of 45 players in, in this league. It's 45 players and uh, have at it because we're not going to tell you when these uh, milestones come up. Yeah, that's the way it should be, right? I mean, uh, yeah. even in the Scotty Fishbowl, I mean, uh, I think he might have sent an email out. Uh, he a sent week, out emails uh, all the time. Yeah, yeah, like a week, week and a half ago. But I don't think I'm going to expect it him to send another one uh, maybe you know that's i think he with, might uh, september he, he, he might but i mean he, he doesn't he, he does a lot he of shouldn't have to. in that league shouldn't have to He's he shouldn't have to teams. i sort of get it but uh yeah i get I, it I wish would, because I wish not everybody's an expert in there right but I, I wish you wouldn't know if you're playing in any kind of money league any kind of money league it's on you know the rules yeah know your calendar i mean, really yeah. it, it, there's no excuse for it uh, i'll be the first to admit in the uh scott uh in the league that Mike's talking about, I forgot about waivers. I wasn't claiming anybody I anyway. I need, I don't have, I don't have, I have more guys than I have roster spots, even for 45 man rosters. I have to cut like t- 15 I'm guys. Gonna, I'm gonna have a tough time on cut down day, and Same. I've already put guys on the taxi squad and a couple guys on IR. So uh, I wasn't looking to grab anybody anyway. But uh, it, it was my fault for not checking. I, I did know a Scott Fishbowl because that's a little different. I know there are guys I might want to grab there, you know. So uh, I did check in leagues I had planned on uh, claiming people. But uh, I don't feel bad for anybody. Once again, know your rules. It's like the first thing you're taught: know your rules. I it's in there are drafts, and including um, you know expert drafts, where someone in there will say, "What? Oh, we can start this this guy. We can start four wide receivers. We can start, we know what? It's a super flex. What? You know? Oh, there's an extra half point for us. what? They don't know. No one know, look checks the rules. Always check the rules. Always see who's how many who starts. Always check the point scoring system. Don't be caught off guard. Oh my God, this is six points for a touchdown pass. And you're gonna, right, you know, that, to me, right. that's like, really? Big. Really? Big. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, but you see that almost, in almost every draft. You know, that's not, that's not you know, a league that's been going on 20 years, but the rules are always the same. You always, always catch that from somebody. You know, oh, how many of this do we start? You know, someone put in the chat, like, really? 
Really? You didn't check? I mean, <laughs> I, th- I always think that's embarrassing to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott Fishball, for you other 1,197 teams out there, the uh, waiver process starts September 3rd, so it's just the night before uh, we kick things off. Oh, excuse me, September 4th, the Wednesday, so just the night before things kick off. And look, there's going to be moves made there, right? Daria Bungawale, Agumbawale was picked up for a lot of cash in, in our league. So there's guys that have sort of come to the forefront during preseason. Agnemia St. Brown, he's out for six weeks. Little things like that in deeper leagues matter. So we're going to come back. Joe's going to go over We'll go over Joe's draft on this draft weekend, Fantasy Football Draft Weekend. Thanks for keeping it locked in to Fantasy Sports Radio Network and Weekend Fantasy Update. We'll be right back. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Rain dance. Make it rain. Do you have confidence that Josh Gordon can keep his nose clean? I do because Belichick and company like him. They're invested in him. And when they're invested in a guy like him, they're going to give him every opportunity in the world to be able to succeed. Otherwise, it's the Patriots. They'd have cut ties with his last year. So if you tell me Josh Gordon plays 15 games for the Patriots, mm-hmm. I show you a wide receiver too in fantasy. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sportsbook. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. This is George Kurtz. This is like your sweet spot. This is like an old school fantasy kind of song. This is right in your wheelhouse. This is the kind of thing that you would you'd be like, "Hey, can we play uh, Lonely Nights or whatever the name of the song is?" It's cold as ice, but okay. Cold uh, as ice, right? Who sings it? I mean, I, foreigner. 
Yeah, they're probably a top 25 band for me. I mean, I enjoy listening to them, but I'm more of uh, the Who, Stones, Genesis, Floyd. You, know, you, you often mention Genesis, and it is not a band that band. people – it is? So you love Phil Collins' solo, too? Uh, I much uh, prefer Genesis than Phil Collins' solo stuff. Uh, he does have a, a couple really good solo songs. Uh, <laughs> you know, Coming in the air tonight, take me home, stuff like that. I don't, I don't care anymore. It's a great fu song. Mm. Just want, you know, just want to you know, screw the world. I enjoy yeah. listening to that. Uh, and I've seen Phil Collins in uh, concert a number of times, only because he comes around more than Genesis does. But uh, I was, that was my next question. So you have seen him? I've seen him three or four times, at least, maybe more. And I would get, he's coming guy. to the Garden in October, but uh, unfortunately it's on a Sunday and a Monday, our two busy, busiest work days here, so uh, I don't think I'll be able to go this year. Plus, he can't play the drums anymore. He's got some physical issues, things that are very bad back, so uh, another reason not to go. But I, I, uh, I'm still giving it some thought here. I just think I might give Cardano a heart attack if I say I need Sunday and or Monday off. You really took this. You really took this down a notch. Got kind of depressing there. Phil Collins, <laughs> phys, physical issues. <laughs> sorry, sorry to hear about this, Phil. It's funny. A friend of mine just asked me the same thing the other day. So I, about I, I your back or about Phil Collins? <laughs> <laughs> about Phil Collins. Oh. Uh, okay. So, Joe, I'm going to set you up. Explain what DWG Five is. It's a league that uh, Andy Singleton, a friend of the network, has put together. Best ball league with some uh, uh, interesting uh, twists into the scoring. It's uh, five points per passing touchdown, six points for receiving and rushing touchdowns. Uh, You get extra points uh, for uh, touchdowns of 50 yards or more uh, in all facets, uh, rushing, receiving, passing you get two extra points for that you have an interesting uh stat uh you get a minus one point for stuff if you get stuffed which uh i have to revisit who who keeps that stat like what considers you know what's considered being stuffed uh but uh, you also get uh a quarter of a point per target so past target and whatnot so uh like i said a lot of intricate kind of through some things into the scoring systems and uh, we were just talking about being aware of uh, you know what, what happens in the scoring so uh, like I said it's a 15 team league that I forget exactly how many there are but uh, there are a few hundred people in this league so uh, a, b- a bunch of uh, leagues involved individually so leagues. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking right now I just googled it what is the stuff right here I think I would guess a stuff is less than oh, one yard or less what would you say, George? Oh, I would think it'd have to be no, uh, no yards. I would have to think negative, right, or zero well, or minus. Maybe? Negative could be a t- TFL tackle for loss. Mm-hmm. I would seem to be statistically. It, it really does depend on what your definition of stuff lost. is. Right. Uh, a running play stop before the line of scrimmage. No, right. Stuff. But that is, so there we go. So, so I guess he's incorporating uh, like a TFL. Obviously, it's tackle for loss. So it had to be a negative yard. So he's incorporating zero as well. Mm-hmm. That's what the stuff is. Zero and negative. Yeah, yeah. Which is yes. fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, okay, interesting little uh, quirk in the scoring there. So, fifteen teams. Uh, you guys finished? Uh, no, you're not finished yet. Halfway no, through the thirteenth round. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you guys uh, something about yes. these slow drafts, if you don't yes. mind. Do you like them? I mean, I, I like them because I'm fine with it. I feel I, f- I feel like I'm in a draft for a couple of weeks, which is fun. You know, in my day job, I could you know check my phone and see what's been happening when I come. But in other facets. Of the slow draft, when you're involved in a draft that takes two hours to complete, 
you, you, you kind of could follow through on a, on a scheme. You know, sometimes when you're in a slow draft and you're not picking for a full day, you kind of forget where you left off and what you, you know, unless you're keeping detailed notes and whatnot, you know, you kind of have to remind yourself well, what exactly happened and what, what you're planning on doing. George, so, you first on this. I don't, um, listen, I prefer a, li- you know, a live draft. You know, we'd get it done in an hour and a half, two hours. I prefer that. I, I think it's just more fun. I, I enjoy that. I have no problem with the slow draft. I am not someone who's going to complain about someone taking forever unless it's the same person over and over again. Mike Blewett's taking eight hours every pick. Come that on. Son of a gun. Give me a break. And I hate the person, Never. by the way. <laughs> I, I should use your name as an example. I don't know how long Mike takes, but obviously, I Mike know. an example. I know. But I hate kidding. the person at the turn. You know, because you get two picks, so technically you'd have 16 hours. And they make one pick. They took six hours to make one pick. And then and they take six hours to make the second pick. You could make both exist. picks at once. That, that person needs to be exist. shot. Yeah, oh, it that guy all the time. better not exist. Had it with Scott Fishbowl over and over again. Whoever, I think he was a fan, not a uh, – it's like, I, want, I mean, well, that person needs to be shot. Really? You just need really? to – Really? You're going you to make the second pick as well? By the way, if you're the pick before the turn – you don't need to be taking time on the second pick either. You just made your pick. Line up the three players that you are next in your board and just do it. That actually happened in our draft a lot. I was on the turn in Scott Fishbowl, and the guy in front of me, I, I was busting his chops a lot. And, and that draft went relatively quickly, uh, but I was busting his chops a lot. He would often make the pick. Then I'd roll into my two picks. Even if I took a little while on my first pick, I'd do both picks back-to-back within a couple of minutes of one another. And then, invariably, we would wait for him to make his next pick. And I was just – I told him after, like, the first few rounds, I'm like, I'm going to pick back-to-back. I'm not going to take a long time. So whenever you select, just line up three players. I, I can't take three. So uh, that's the best way to do it for these slow drafts. And uh, to piggyback off of what George was saying – uh, I feel exactly the same way. My ideal scenario, live draft, hour and a half, two hours. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. you can get it done in two hours. You get through it on a weeknight. Like I said, that is my ideal scenario. It can be a weekend, but it's got to be a little bit later, after bedtimes, all that kind of stuff. Um, and if not, then my second option is these slow drafts because there becomes – It starts to get complicated, as George has mentioned, with schedules. Obviously, I have little kids. George has younger kids with uh, the types of people that I'm drafting with often. Now, granted, we're in the industry here, so we have to make moves. And George has done some daytime drafts, and I'm doing other stuff uh, on the weekends. I, you know, we broadcast drafts often, so uh, I'm okay with it. But I think my ideal move is the two-hour chunk of time let's get it over with and the second move would be to go to a slow draft because then i can i can kind of get get things done and i don't have to be glued to my seat for two hours in the middle of a day or early or on a weekend or whatever so that's that's sort of my thought process joe yeah so i mean i I agree in terms of nothing like being uh, with a a bunch of people and doing a live draft but for me uh, you know I'll take a, a nice, uh, cool, late summer night on my deck with my laptop, a little glass of scotch, just one because oh I don't want it to cloud. Oh, I don't don't want drink it to and cloud. draft. I know. Oh, I don't want it to cloud. But it serves as a beta blocker. It just takes the <laughs> exactly. edge off. Exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, but nothing like the live, the live draft. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, we set that up nicely, and Galena with the fourth pick, it went Kamara first, Barkley, McCaffrey. I assume Kamara's first there. I, first of all, I don't have a problem with any of these three going first, but I think Kamara, you mentioned that there's bonus points, right, for longer plays, so it gives Kamara yes. maybe a little bit of a boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he goes first, yeah. Barkley second, McCaffrey third, and you were you had options here, and who did you go with? I went with David Johnson, and I, I gave it some thought. You know, at, at first uh, I'd wanted to go DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I'm worried about the whole Ezekiel Elliott thing, and uh, maybe we'll get to it a little bit later, especially all the you know, back and forth that's been happening this past week. But I didn't want to take the chance of uh, going with, uh, with Zeke. Uh, I just don't know how long it's going to last. Probably be playing week one. But, uh, look, you know, we've talked about how the Cardinals – haven't really fortified that offensive line as much as we'd like. But last year, I think he uh, Johnson was top 11 in uh, fantasy uh, PPR leagues. So uh, I bought into the David Johnson. Wasn't thrilled with it, to tell you the truth, uh, and, and thought whether or not I should have went with DeAndre Hopkins instead. George, who would you have gone with there? And we'll get into the Zeke Elliott thing at the top of the hour, so save the save any Zeke Elliott rants for 11 uh, 10 o'clock. Well, we got Ezekiel. I'm going to go on a rant now. I'll tell you when to go on my rant. <laughs> I want to go on a rant now. Go on I a want rant to get now. it into the details. I don't have time yeah, to get into the details. He already told you he doesn't care anymore. He's, he's just like, like Phil Collins. He doesn't care anymore. He's going to be He'll there. What he wants. What he wants. Wait till we get the right basement. Talk about those freaking uniforms from last night. Okay. Oh, they're beautiful. Cream. I love them. Yeah. I'm kidding. Stupid. I know you hate them. I feel like I was watching I Feel the Dreams again. Big Maple. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Listen. I. Uh, I don't mind the, the nickname. I think that's stupid too. I don't. But I don't mind the nickname. The, the uniforms are terrible. Anyway, what, what players are we debating about here? I forgot now. Kamara. No, would you, who would no, you have taken four at four? David overall. Johnson. I'm sorry. I heard both of you he talking at the he, same time there. He took David Johnson at four after Kamara, Barkley, and McCaffrey went off the board. Uh, would you have taken David Johnson four there? Yes. Uh, okay. I dropped Ezekiel Elliott a couple slots in my rankings as well. Um, I've also for me. I have Zeke in the, uh, the Fantasy Football Frenzy League. I took him at five. Uh, Yang took uh, Le'Veon Bell at four. So Zeke went to me at five. Uh, and I don't want any more shares. It really comes down to that. In this home league yeah. I'm playing in tonight, uh, it's another keeper league. So some of the – I think McCaffrey's a keeper and so's Barkley. And I have the, uh, the third pick. And I know who's going ahead of me. And I'll have a choice. Once again, Kamara. Same choice uh, I guess Joe just had. Uh, Kamara or Elliott. And I'm going Kamara. You know, if Elliot were to sign between the next nine and a half hours, I might revisit this and take Elliot. Because I originally, back in, you know, over the, spring, over the summer and spring before the holdout, I had Elliot number one overall. I had him over Barkley, mainly because more touchdowns are coming. And I do wonder what happens with Barkley when the Giants make that switch at quarterback. Defense is going to put eight men in the box. Hell, they're going to put eight men in the box now while Golden Tate's out. So I had Elliot number one. But now I've dropped him. I've got Elliot six. You know, and he keeps going further and further down. Uh, I mean, there are so many great running backs. I would have David Johnson over him. I would have Le'Veon Bell over him as well. Those are the four and five right now. Uh, I'm I'm just not taking chances. You know, I don't. I think Elliott does sign, but I'm not positive about it anymore. Yeah, and if he does, may, you know, maybe he gets one of those soft tissue injuries, the groin, the hamstring, you know, the calf, and uh, he's not up full strength for a while. Whatever it might be, maybe he signs the week before the middle of a giant game, and in week one he's barely playing. Yeah, we our, friend two, Marshall was, Falk is, our friend Marshall yeah, Falk is uh, 
down yeah, there I'm and put Tahoe. Ball shape. Sure you with him. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, dumb. Uh, but if Dallas plays Giants, Washington, Miami first three weeks. This gives Jerry Jones some leverage, too, because he might think that Dallas can survive with Pollard over Elliott the first couple of weeks. Uh, so that's another reason why. You know, I said I got him in one league, and I don't think I'm going to have him in any more. I just don't think I'm going to uh, take that chance. But if you yeah. only play in the one league, and they say if you're only playing in one league, you know, you're not like us. We play in multiple leagues. You're drafting this weekend, next weekend, and he's still not signed. Like I said, I have at six, but if you wanted to pass on him, if you're a conservative drafter, and I am, if I'm only playing in one league, I don't know if I want to roll the dice on Elliott right now. You know, maybe maybe you take somebody else. But uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, you take Hopkins at seven. You keep, you keep letting Elliott go down and down. Let's, let him be somebody else's problem. At some point, there comes a point where, you know, the value is too good, and I think that number is so somewhere late, later in the first round. But I think right now I would take him at six and hope. And, by the way, if you take Elliott, for the love of God, make sure you take Powell later. Yeah. Uh, uh, on my draft in September 1st, and I suspect that it will be worked out before then, but I have the fourth pick. And uh, I know McCaffrey and Kamara will be gone, I suspect, and, and Barkley, uh, because Kamara's kept, uh, and those other two will be gone. So the third pick in the draft could take Elliott. I suspect that that won't happen, so I'll be left with this same choice. Um, I think by September 1st it'll be clear and that Zeke could end up being that third pick. But I'm not as nervous as George is. I understand where he's coming from. He's also coming from a position where he has shares and he doesn't have to go – deeper into it uh i think this will get worked out um just just my sense of it i, I understand if people want to say well you don't know you don't have any inside information you're right i'm just trying to read the tea leaves like many other people are and i could i sat here last year and told you i didn't think Le'Veon bell was going to play and i'm sitting here this year saying i don't think melvin gordon's going to play other than the minimum that he needs to um but zeke i think he'll be there um Jer- yeah, we'll get into the Zeke drama from Jerry Jones uh, in about three minutes, but wanted to get through a couple of other Joe's picks. So it swung Shut all up, the way back Jerry. around. Uh, swung all the way back to you. Only one QB went. That was Pat Mahomes. Uh, and you went with Adam Thielen second. Melvin Gordon went right after that. So it gives you a sense uh, in a 15-team league, 30, 20, that's 28th pick overall, Melvin Gordon went. So dropping, but still some level of confidence from people. I'm telling you, I think he's missing half the fantasy season. I just think that's where we're at. So that's not a guy. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, it could. Yeah. I, I'm saying half conservatively. Yeah, yeah. It could be more. Yeah, yeah. So that's not worthy of a second-round pick. Um, I don't care how deep the league is. It's not worthy of a second-round pick for me. Uh, you went Thielen, Marlon Mack you got there at number three. We'll see what the Andrew Luck scenario what kind of impact it has on mac i would imagine it'll be significant kenny galladay like him there i just wish the lions would throw more passes <laughs> i think he's going to be really valuable because he's the clear number one but i don't think they're going to throw enough passes for him to get up into the 100 catch range it's just sort of where i'm at on him hunter henry you got robbie anderson so i'll say this and we can continue to talk about joe's team after the break too but i think robbie anderson is being underdrafted think it's not a hot take but i just think right now you're getting him in the sixth round end of the sixth round there that's uh, 15 times 5 75 uh almost nine was 15 times six almost 90 picks there he's the 86th pick right there robbie anderson george i'll just because we only have a minute i'm going to set it up for george joe and then you can comment uh after the break 
I think if things go well for Darnold, Anderson's just going to be a big part of that, of the passing offense. I'm not a believer in Anunua anymore. I just think he's not part of this regime's uh, – this regime didn't sign him. I don't think he's got the, got to be the darling anymore. Herndon's out for a period of time. I think it's Bell and Anderson. If Darnold plays really well, and I think he will, then Robbie Anderson's a big part of it. Good good talk, Mike. Glad we had this chance to talk about Robbie Anderson. Sorry. Sometimes I don't know when to shut my mouth. I'll try to be quiet in hour number two. We'll talk about Zeke Elliott more and Robbie Anderson after the break. This weekend fantasy update.